My name is Ntabiseng Makham. Welcome to the Being Whole podcast. Join me as we take a journey to self and discover what it means to be whole. Along the way, we'll be talking to some incredible guests about love, life, food, travel, music, and all things that make life go round. Today I have a very special friend, as I always do. Um, her name is Khunzin Teta. And I'm really excited about the conversation that we'll be having. Um, we'll be talking about love and family and what it means to own your life and to run your life and to do what feels good and what feels whole to you. So normally I would have read um my co-host's bio but this time around i want you to read your own bio because i like the way you wrote it i like the way it feels it's very personal so without further ado hi Hunzi. hi how are you i'm good i'm good i'm so glad we're doing this yes i am glad i think we've spoken about something like this for a while yeah i'm really glad thank you for having me mm-hmm. um about myself yes tell the people who you are I, I really appreciate the timing of this request because I'm in such a good space with myself. Mm-hmm. Having struggled a lot with self-worth in the past, um, I've done and I still am doing the work of shedding beliefs that, that restrict me. Mm. Um, I've always struggled with answering, um, defining questions like, what do you do? Um, who are you? Mm. And, you know... I felt so ashamed for not being able to define myself by what I do because to my ego, it was translated as I've not achieved anything. Mm. Um, And I've traversed many life experiences that have earned me definitions such as strong, resilient, independent, you know, all of which I no longer identify with because in keeping definitions, I would need to always be in strife. I'd always Ooh. need to be That's strong good. and, you know, independent. And mm. that is something that I didn't want for myself anymore. Mm. Um, so another thing that I really struggle with is adding mother to my bio. Never mind single mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I found out that I was going to be a mom and I decided that I was going to be a mom, that's one thing that I was very intentional about that I will not define myself as mom or single mom mm. because there's already so many definitions around what a mom is. The moment I say I'm a mom, there's a lot of other things added to that mm. and, and, and some level of expectation. So I try not to define myself in most of the things that I do. Um, and it's been a very difficult struggle to not be able to define myself but i've come to a place where i feel very free in not being able to define myself and i accept that Mm, there's a lot of freedom in that for me that's good yeah so for the purpose of knowing about me about me very intentional (laughs) i was born in bed in daum i feel like some of my most favorite people are from daum because yeah there's something in the water that's the best place that's you know um, then you know the history of people or the history of evolution mm. there was the Daung skull that was found there so that's like the mother of the motherland effectively you know? yes that's the way I, I really feel that's how I feel about home and that's mm. how I feel about Daung and if you know 
of course you know about this for me my family has been really uprooted from from Dao, mm. so I find that there's not much for me there but I still feel such a deep connection to the place and I really want to go back to that place and live there for it's this is the theme that keeps coming back and forth in yeah. my life and I think I just have to submit to it mm. it's the mother of the motherland um, so I came to Joburg in 2010 to come and study IT. I completed my degree in 2012. I've been working for a time. For, for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I've actually recently gone back to school to find my space in this IT life because mm-hmm. that's also another thing that I didn't want to have define me. Mm. You know, back in varsity, you'll have people saying, oh, the IT girl. And I would, I'd hate it so much. <laughs> Um, and when you started working, people start calling you. You're an IT specialist. I hate it what so much. That? Still, I don't. I don't know. But already there's stuff that they'll put onto you, like, oh, you can fix my computer. Oh, you can definition. Hate definition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing that I've struggled with. You know, defining myself within the career space. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been working for eight years now been doing multiple things you know i've worked in sales before i have been in in risk now for a longer period and i'm really quite enjoying it um the aim is really to be a business consultant from an it perspective okay um yeah a lot of people would call it enterprise architecture or business analysis or whatever but that's the field that i really want to play in Mm -hmm. i don't think i would want to define I have a defined end goal that says I want to be a CIO or I want to be, you know, the head of a tech startup or whatever. Mm. That's not, I don't have that defined goal, but I know for sure it is within making enterprises highly seamless, um, valuable to whatever your real solution is. IT is not necessarily always the real solution. It is the back of the real solution, and that's where I want to play. I want to play in that middle ground of what is your solution, and how can you power this with uh, all of these billion pieces that are IT. I love how you're not trying to define yourself. Um, and I, can I impose an opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you do that, you give yourself space to to be and to to really give yourself the opportunity to become whoever it is that you want to become, right? Mm-hmm. Not just from a work perspective, but from a self perspective that you don't define yourself as a mom or mm-hmm. somebody who is strong or mm-hmm. who is independent because the moment you do that, you, you box yourself and then you must be that person to be ever, And you can never be anybody else. <laughs> so I love how you're doing that. And it, it's almost as if it goes against the grain of what society tells us because you must always have it's as if you must know where you're going you must know who you are you must know what you're doing mm-hmm. and by being undefined it doesn't mean that you don't know who you are it just it feels like you've taken the time to allow yourself to be yeah. as opposed to labeling yourself yeah definitely so which is why i say i'm really happy with this period of my life because mm. i'm so comfortable with not knowing mm. it's the most beautiful thing because I can discover myself, like the a word you used earlier, mm. really freely and just really love myself in this process of discovering myself. 
Which is so interesting. So how did you move from okay, I'm going to I'm going to do this cuz that that that's scary for me like as somebody that's always had my plan like lined up perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. The the point in time when you decide that okay, I no longer want to be x y and z. I'm not sure what I want to be, mm-hmm. but we're going to go with the discovery route. Yeah. Like what triggered that? How did that happen? Is it a moment? Was it gradual? Yeah. So for me, it's actually I think it's a personality trait more than anything. Okay. I have never been able to define myself. And like I said, for the first uh, growing up and starting off in in corporate, you always expected to have a goal. Mm-hmm. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you see yourself as? What's Where do you see path? yourself in five years? could never answer those questions and mm. that for me felt like i'm failing mm. why can you not answer the question of where you want to be and what you want to do and only now am i finding comfort in not knowing mm. so i think as a personality trait more than it was a journey that i was on it just happened to me and it was an element or an area of shame for me only now am i accepting it as the journey that i have to I have to walk and there's so much freedom in it. I love it. I like that. Yeah. I, like, I like that you acknowledge the feelings that came with it. Because it's real. Like that you feel ashamed that all around you, everyone is like, I know what I want. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. And you're thinking, well, snap. What is wrong? <laughs> like what's going on? And, and to move past the shame... And to be vulnerable enough to admit that that's how you feel. And then to move on towards being comfortable with not knowing. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think it has really helped me with identifying my present. My, If I don't know where I want to be tomorrow, what do I want now? Mm. Right now, I want what I have. And I will do what I have. If the job that I'm in is not my, my end goal... I will still, I'm in here now and I will apply myself here as I am now. And Mm. I think I've gotten so much value out of that. Mm. I've gotten to discover myself in these spaces that I find myself. And I see that, oh, okay, so this is what you are. So you're you're present. I'm absolutely present. You're present because you don't have to worry about where you're supposed to end up. You are here in this moment. So that's that's amazing. That's a really beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah, It's a really beautiful way of looking at it. So you mentioned that your family is like really important to you in your bio. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about what, how you define family now that mm-hmm. you have your own mm-hmm. and what family has meant to you um, growing up in Daum. Ooh, uh, Family for me has always been home. And home as in it's the place where you go to take things off, to remove your burdens, mm. you know. That's where all the facades come off. Mm. Um, growing up, I was actually mostly... I have a sibling. I've got two siblings. I've got an older sister who I grew up mostly with. But I was most, most of the time by myself. There was enough space in, in my family um, environment to just be with myself and be by myself. But still, when you come together, um, it's still really it's quite wholesome mm. you know and one, i've always wanted a big family 
because of the family that I grew up in. You know, my grandmother's was the matriarch um, in my family and come December time or holiday time, everybody just descends to my grandmother's house. And it's so nice. Mm. Everyone's happy. Everyone is... And that was my experience as a child, right? Everyone is happy and we're all bonding and fun times. But then growing up, family has, from that perspective, eroded quite a bit. And you find that family's been... The sense of home really moves away from your blood family Mm. because of multiple reasons, of course. Mm. Um, And you start finding people that are really close to you that are not really blood, but they feel like home. They feel like the place where you can take off the facade and just remove all your burdens and just be yourself and be safe enough and feel safe enough to share your feelings and your dreams and, you know, without feeling like you have to protect your light or your, mm. your dream you know it's a safe space yeah it's a safe space you can be you you can it's definitely be... be you and that's for me what family is with that was my experience growing up with family you know mm-hmm. it has mo- it moved from a very safe space at one point to uh, very doubtful mm-hmm. and then then it moved through to family does not really have to only be blood yeah. You find your family as you go. Your home is the people that really make you feel like you can, you're safe. And mm. yeah, you can be yourself. I think that's such a wonderful discovery, though, because I think a lot of the times we want family to remain stagnant. You want family to be a mom, a dad, mm-hmm. siblings. And the reality is that for a lot of us, that's not what family looked yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me personally, I began to really truly understand what family was when I got to varsity Mm -hmm. because it was when I could realize that I get to pick my family, but also I must appreciate what I have as it is and not want it to be something else. Yeah. Because it's made me who I am. Exactly. Yeah. I like me. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's an important factor as well that you're allowed to allow family to transition. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the times we don't give ourselves the space to allow it to transition. And when it goes south, it's okay. Um, because family, at the end of the day, is made up of humans. Yeah. Which we, we tend to forget. Yeah. And um, we expect a lot of perfection from those units, right? We do. We expect so much perfection from our units. Mm-hmm. I know personally growing up, I didn't feel like I could be um, myself. So I, I, I remember you talking about how you had to be your, you could be yourself. You could take off the mask. I only recently started feeling like that. But growing up, I felt like I needed to be the perfect child. Mm. I needed to show up as um, the good student, the good child. At, largely because I was raised by a lot of different people. Mm. While my mom was in varsity or she lived elsewhere. And my parents were separated and I was living with other people. So I felt the need to to be a good kid because you don't want your parents to come home and find out that you were being naughty Mm -hmm. and like you're living at your aunt's house Mm -hmm. or you're living at your uncle's house or whatever i wanted to show up and it 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 turned me actually into an interesting adult um a people-pleasing adult as a result because you just you take what you learned as a child as, Mm -hmm. as the person that you showed up as as a child and then you show up as this this person that wants to make sure that people are happy around you yeah. because you don't want people to be unhappy um, when they're around you. So it's interesting. Um, and I want to ask you how 
you know growing up has shaped you and how it is changing your perception of how you want to create your family or how your family is supposed to be mm. because you now know and realize the impact that you know family has yeah. on you as a person yeah i think my family um has grounded me if i think of family and how it's shaped me i really think of my grandmother mm. I really always go back to the things she'd say and the things she would enforce on us, you know. Um, uh, very simply put, just taking care of one another within this family unit, you know. You've got your own role to play and you need to keep at it um, to keep, you know, this, this family unit going. And you taking care of everyone else has everyone else taking care of you. Mm. I think that's how it shaped me. I've, I think I've grown quite selfless and compassionate mm-hmm. because of that. Uh, yeah. And that's what I'd like for my family. Um, I see with my son a lot. He's very compassionate. He's, and he absorbs. He's at an age where he absorbs a lot of things. So he will, he's basically my mirror. Mm. He says exactly the things I say does things exactly how i do them and i'm very pleased that he's so kind and so compassionate got so much light Mm. i think for me that is a compliment but i also don't take it for granted that that's that's who he is and that's for me something that i would like to protect Mm. i'd like him to always have compassion to always you know have the light that he's got he's so kind Mm. um and with my sister, she's more of a... She took the, the other traits of me that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very closed off. She's quite the closed off kid. Um, very shy, or was very shy. Now she's really coming out of her, her shell, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to see her. I am very strict. So I think I imposed that shy, closed off character from her or mm-hmm. on her um, and I am enjoying to see how she's breaking out of it mm. and it's for me now to make space for that mm. I have to make space for her breaking out out of the shell to finally be herself and find herself and find her voice mm. so for me home would be and home for my family would is the place where you really just find yourself and you are protected so in essence you're creating um the space that you had where Mm. you could just be Mm -hmm. and so you're doing that for your sister and you're doing that for your son yeah that's the goal where half the time not half the time most of the time i'm human and i will probably fail at it so it's really in going back after i've messed up Mm. and going back after i've seen that oh no you may have dimmed that little boy's light Mm. let's go fix it Mm. um yeah requires a lot of self-awareness honestly to yeah. build that kind of environment you really need to love yourself and know yourself and take care of yourself mm-hmm. because to your point he's a mirror so if you don't mm-hmm. take care of yourself he's not going to take care of himself if you don't say kind things to yourself if you don't show him that you love yourself he's not going to love himself mm-hmm. which is interesting yeah What's it like raising a boy child? I mean, you don't have a daughter, but you have a sister. And in, in some way, you've assisted in raising her. Yeah. So <laughs> how's it different 
raising a boy child versus a girl uh, child. I actually, this reminds me of a conversation I had with, or a panic moment I had when I was still pregnant. I called up Oreo, mm-hmm. a common friend, in the middle of the night, and I was like, friend, I'm going to have a boy. What am I going to do with a boy? I don't know nothing about <laughs> boys. I mean... <laughs> Because you were raised by women also. I was raised completely by women. I was struggling in relationships. So I knew nothing, mm-hmm. basically. And here I was, granted this amazing gift of raising a boy child. Mm. But, oh my word, that child is light. He is a lady. Um, he is a light. I don't even Stop. think I, I notice gender. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because he's just... He's just there. I think I would like for him... The one thing that I really want to protect in raising a boy child, for me, the thing that's very important is maintaining his compassion. And I I don't want him to be strong. Mm. I want to protect him from this toxic um, masculinity Mm. that we see very rife in our communities. That's for me the biggest objective because i see how he is now i struggle to reconcile this amazing compassionate boy with so much light and happiness and freedom i struggle to to reconcile that with the men that we see in our societies yeah that are shattered and broken and and must be strong and must be strong at all costs at all costs you know Mm. So for me, raising a boy child means protecting that very light, that mm. very compassion, so that when he's a man in the next 20 years, he still has that compassion. Mm. He's still that light. He can still reach out to... He can still be soft. He's such a soft. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. He wakes up every morning. Literally, this is a ritual. Finds me wherever I am. And cuddles me. Mommy, oh. I want you. It's the most precious <laughs> thing ever. Oh. The most precious thing ever. And that's... I want to protect that. Mm. Mm. That is amazing. Mm. And at the end of the day, what you're going to do is obviously raise... Um, to your point, you're going to raise a compassionate son. But what you're also going to do is break the cycle. You know, the cycle that... I don't know, to an extent I feel creates the space where women don't feel safe yeah. because men must always be hard. Yes. Um, and that's amazing. That's yeah. exciting. So congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. Wish me luck. I, good luck. Hey? <laughs> like, I think it's going to be a fantastic journey, but I can't think of anybody else more fitting. I think you are doing a phenomenal job um, because he really is a wonderful child. Thank you. He really, really is a wonderful child. But... How have you managed then to be his mom, but then be yourself? Because when I look at you, I don't, not that I don't see a mom, no offense, but I see a person. I don't see the label of mom. You look fantastic. You are taking care of yourself. <laughs> like you're glowing. You know, when you walked in, I was like, yeah, where's the glow? <laughs> you don't, you don't look like the mom of a three-year-old. Mission accomplished. So how are you, how are you doing that? How are you maintaining your identity as you? Outside of being mom and employee and sister and 
you know, framed? <laughs> I think actually it's probably from the intention of not trying to be a mom. Like not not I don't want to be defined. <laughs> so I will sometimes and often forget mom duties mm. like looking for a school um, but I will always take care of my son so mm. he'll always be taken care of but and I'll always do the things that I love for mm. me it's really about staying true to myself if before my son my Saturdays were about reading and running. I hate running or yoga. Love yoga. It was amazing. I must always find space in my week to do the things that I love mm. and to see the people that I love outside of having to be a mom and having to sit and play, having to wake up and you know make breakfast and bath the child and mm. play with the child. I'm very intentional about the relationship that I have with myself as much as I am intentional about the relationship that I have oh, that's good. with my son and that's good. and my sister. Mm. That's very important because I want my son to have a whole mom. Mm. And this is something that I have fought for mm. in my, I don't want to say this, but single parent would. Mm. I have intentionally fought against being a single mom. Or being the strong woman. If you read my blog, I've got a post about this nonsense of strong women. Happy Mother's Day, you're the strongest woman. Yeah, here's mm. your badge. I don't play that game. It's not, not a. It's not a very nice badge, is it? I don't like, want we're to like, show up for that. We're congratulating you for not taking care of yourself. What no. nonsense is nah, that? Bro. I will not do that. That is one thing that I'm very intentional about. I have to be happy. Mm. For my son to be happy. I don't want to get to the end of 10 years and feel like I've lost 10 years to you. Mm. But here you are, you're shining. And I'm dull. And you're Because you're going to resent him at the end of the day. I don't want that. Mm. I want to love my child through and through. Mm. And I have to love myself first. Mm. I think that's how I am managing. It's very difficult, I won't lie. Mom guilt is a real thing. Mm. Having to leave him at the house to go on a date night mm. is difficult. But it's necessary. Mm. It's difficult, but it's necessary. And when it's time for me to show up for him as his mom, I show up holistically. Holy. I'm there. We're painting. We are finding castles. We're going to the farms. We're baking. If it's time for Honze to show up, Honze is showing up. Completely. Mm. And that's important for me. Mm. It's very important. I love that. Love that. That's good. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, how do the people around you influence you as a mom, as a friend, as a sister, like your tribe? How do they, how do they show up for you, um, and how do you, how do you receive them? Oh wow, I am really blessed to have the people that I have around me. I, I. I don't believe I ever believed in or I ever knew the the value of community mm. until varsity days through going through, you know, loss, through having my child um, and having taken my sister. 
my tribe is my community and they've held me together you guys have held me together in ways that you don't understand mm. um having from even i can't even i can't even find an event where i can give examples of how my tribe has been my pillars in times of having to work late having to study and someone is going to take care of my home for an hour even in times of going to a party and a friend of mine had to drive from Pretoria to come and babysit because I wanted to go out mm, that's so beautiful that's the kind of support that I have that's amazing and I really appreciate that I have the kind of things that I have and I, the one thing that I really appreciate and I want to highlight is how easily my friends and my tribe have made it for me to be a mom and still be the friend that I am to them mm. you know would still hang out and I can still bring my son and it's not I don't have to feel like oh you're gonna bring a child oh mm. now we have to be babysitting oh no I arrive we arrive they see me and they see my child and the environment is fitting for the both of us that's amazing I really appreciate that Ah, uh, I can't. I can't even. I can't put it into words. That's amazing. Have you had to actively cultivate um these friendships? Like um, yeah. this is just one of those things where you're just blessed that these people arrived. You've never had to like wow. unfriend somebody or never. you just Thank attracted God. that. And I think I attract this, the people that I need for the right. For the right reasons. So, or rather, the the right fits mm. in my life. I have friends of mine that come to my house when I am having a birthday party for my son. Mm. Everyone comes through. There are friends of mine when Basisana has her heliometric dance that came through without even having to ask to do everything. We need to find a dress. We need to find shoes. We need to do makeup. Find a car without having to ask. That's amazing. And I've never had to, firstly, I've never had to teach them how to be there for me, which I think is mind-blowing, but they fit so perfectly. That's amazing. So blessed. Never had to work on cultivating it. And I think it's the beauty of the friendships that I have. Mm. Uh, I've got friends of mine, we've been friends for 10 years this year. Wow. Varsity. And I think we're taking it for granted until we realize that people are really struggling with friendships. They are. It's hard. With genuine friendships. We are taking it for granted. But now when we're looking back 10 years and we're showing up, showing up together at places and people are asking, so how long have you guys been friends? And we say 10 years. It's a shocker. Especially here in Johannesburg. Yeah. We, I think friendship can be a little bit fickle. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we met us. We met each other at a point where we were still. We didn't have to show up as whatever else. We were still very open to anything that comes our way, and we've mm. learned to accept each other the way we are, and we've learned to accept each other the way we're evolving as well. Mm. Because I'm definitely not the same person I was ten years ago. Mm. None of them are the same people they were ten years ago, but we have consistently been at it. Mm. learning each other loving each other through everything through our blunders even which I think is amazing 
That's amazing. Mm. I can definitely attest to your... I'm going to try to find the right word. Um, to your consistency as a friend. To um, your love and to the grace that you extend. Because I think that's probably one of the reasons why you attract it so much. Is that you are that person. Is that you, you give that love. You give that patience. You give that that care you know and that attention and it's it's absolutely phenomenal and I remember like going through like I was really sad when I realized that I may not be able to keep you as a friend so a little bit of a backstory to the listeners I met you through somebody I was dating and I remember I met you at church it was like a it was a Sunday, we were in Rosebank, and I think it must have been my second or third year or something. So that would have been 2014 or 2015. So we've known each other for quite a long time, um, six, seven years. And so when that relationship ended, I was so sad that I might not be able to have you as my friend. Because I, I went through a point in time where I, I had to you know, ask myself, do I like call my friends or the people that I was friends with when I was in that relationship and say, are we still friends or not? You know, I'm like, I can be that blunt sometimes. And it was so comforting to know that I didn't have to do that, that it just, I mean, we acknowledged that it had happened, but we, we continued because we had our own relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how's it been for you? being the one in the middle because I don't ever have to really interact with my ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. um, but you interact with both of us yeah. um, what's it like being the friend <laughs> that like that and, friend yeah I think it's, it helped quite a lot that we are friends we became friends within that setting mm-hmm. you know you were not just my brothers or my my, my friend's girlfriend mm-hmm. you became my friend and my sister in the process so we had a relationship outside of the relationship that you had with him Mm. and it was easy just for us to continue and i don't know how it was not difficult for me to be there for you when you know things were difficult Mm. and i had to take in you know all that energy about this man that I actually loved mm. and see him in the light that you saw him and still be there for you and still acknowledge the feelings that you felt. But I think it is in in the truth of our relationship mm. and in the truth of the process that you're going through. You know, you had to go through that process and it had to be true for you. I could not impose what my feelings are for him. Mm. you know and you on didn't. your experience and you didn't you allowed me to be me I think it's really because of the truth of our relationship mm. yeah mm. and it's not been tricky at all it hasn't no because it's the same on his end as well mm. we have a relationship that is really separate from you mm. yeah. yeah I'm really thankful that it was not awkward for me yeah that you guys did not make me choose yeah um yeah i think that made it easy for me because we all decided that we're gonna keep each other yeah <laughs> it was like an intentional and thing it was like, an intentional um, actually this is what's going to happen yeah and i think that is quite mature of us 
um you i gave you a chance as much as you gave me a chance as much also i was not involved in your relationship mm. so there was no base for me to get involved in your guys' breakup mm. like that mm. right so i'm really thankful that i could keep the both of you i'm grateful you guys make my life i'm grateful super make my life and now i've got literally two streams of friendship instead of just one stream of which is a benefit isn't it <laughs> which is a benefit Love it. <laughs> I, I, I looked at it like that some other, at, a, at a later point in my life and I was like actually no, this is actually quite nice mm. all things work together for your good I believe um, definitely and it's been amazing believing that in the moment is difficult yeah the gift of um, hindsight right yeah um, which is amazing mm. Um, Hunza, what's next for you? What? How are you going to maintain yourself? What does being whole look like to you and for you? Um, and what can we expect from you? Or what can we? What can we decide like to just do? <laughs> Should we just like leave you alone and just see, <laughs> um, and stop trying to label you? Yes. Um, I think what would what this um, reluctance of labeling and definition might come across as, it might come across as, um, what's the word, fear or something, or, I actually just want to put a disclaimer on this, on uh, or laziness to define myself or not wanting to work hard or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to chip at something or whatever. Um, but it's really just, allowance for me to find myself i believe i don't know who wrote this but there is i think it's no i don't remember there's there's um one of you know these deep people that that said something like when you you're alive because you chose to live Mm. you chose to come and experience yourself on earth yeah right i don't remember who said this and for me, that's the theme for my life. That is that's interesting. That is exactly that. I sh- I don't want to put ulterior motives or agendas on top of the already the agenda that already exists of coming here to experience myself. Mm. And that's it. That's it for me. I'm going to experience myself as I am, highly intentional mm. and present mm. to literally feel the ground underneath my feet. That's and amazing. See the stars. Ah, that's amazing. What's next for me is just living in this light, man. Mm. I'm, I'm in a very good space with myself. I love myself. I have healed. And mind you, it's not because like you've just made a million rand. Oh no! Or because oh, no. like <laughs> you live in the biggest mansion and you drive like a range, or like you are literally just content. I'm so content. And with you as a person. And that's amazing. I've accepted traits that I don't understand, that I haven't understood. I have shed skin of stuff that I believed about myself, mm. expectations that I had of myself. That's, that's all. It's, I think it's going to be a lifelong process mm. of taking on and putting off. Mm. Um, seeing what fits, seeing what seeing doesn't, what fits, what discarding doesn't, discard. what doesn't. In everything intentional, I want to at the end of life look at the tapestry of my life and feel like, hey girl, 
think of what you did mm. and you had fun and you were present in it um i i think this is the feeling that i feel when i look at my instagram profile mm. i put up pictures on my instagram that i can remember the feeling mm. if i go back That's to a picture amazing. five years ago mm. i remember exactly how i felt in the moment that's amazing. And that's the that's what I want to see at the end of my life. I want to see this beautiful tapestry of, of memories where I can say, at this point, this is how I was feeling. Mm. I was not chasing. Ooh. I was not... I was just in the moment. Even if the feeling was, I was scared. There's pictures on my Instagram. I feel like I was dying. I was shattering inside. Mm. And others mm. where I felt like God is amazing. I am at the top of the world. Um, so I just want to be present and capture my, my feelings enough. As they are. As they are. In everything that I do. Mm. Um, I feel sad and disappointed and I feel like I feel lost. But there is a way in which I experience it for me that that is and that makes me whole that makes me feel like I'm whole like mm. if I have lost something I will experience the loss I will feel it and I will move and it's done I love that mm. thank you thank you I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's conversation if you're using the Anchor app drop me a voice note Otherwise, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM. My Instagram handle is at Miss Makhabo. That's M-I-S-S-M-A-K-G-A-B-O. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends and all your family. Until we meet again. Bye for now.